like uh, nihilism and you know, just not a not a very uplifting uh, reaction as the observer. And the whole point is is to just one time that all that uh, clarity about the observer and about the selfing is brought to you by seeing. Yeah, the seeing is always there at all times. It's just our mind's emphasis is not on the scene. It's on the scene, actually. Mm-hmm. And you, and then uh, if you want, we'll just do a talk and if you have any questions at the end. And if you want to accept or reject anything that's said, that's fine. Just do it silently and then we'll talk no. about it. <laughs> All right, please. <laughs> I, I studied it and it came out. My friend shared with that. I like that way. So, so here's the situation. So now... Let's say you were on a consequential level, and basically you didn't know uh, the shit was going to hit the fan after it hits you in the face, you know, which is a slow time in a way. You'd rather have a quicker little recognition. So that's a consequential level. And then we try to make do to get at least some kind of idea of, instead of getting hit in the face 50 times, maybe I can run through that hallway of shit and fans and maybe get 15 times. And that seems to be progress, yeah? So there's the selfing, and we're on the consequential level. Then we start hearing about certain views about the selfing. And so one of the views accentuates the observer of the selfing, as if the observer is apart from the selfing. It isn't apart from the selfing. It's part of the selfing. What's observing is self looking upon itself like an object. Yeah? called self-consciousness. It doesn't mean it's how, when you are thinking about how other people are thinking about you, yeah, that's called self-consciousness. Well, the mind, is conditional mind, is doing the same thing in this theater. It's thinking about what it's thinking about itself, yeah? So there's an observing of that. That's also selfing, yeah? And the observing, see, if there's the observing, there's always the feeling of being the observer, that observer is what causes the selfing to become like a noun. Yeah. Now the selfing, as a noun, has an idea that there's something else. There's seeing, or witnessing, or a real special place that it wants to observe. Yeah. It wants to be the observer of that place. Yeah. So it's trying to turn around and look at the witnessing with the hopes that it will... But it can't leave... The selfing, yeah, because it's part of the selfing, yeah. It's just that the emphasis of the attention and interest is on the being the one who's observing all the selfing. When that gets diminished, then there may be a flip where the emphasis will be on the seeing of the observer of all the selfing, yeah. That's it. When there's a sense, sometimes you have free samples of it, but when it gets stabilized, there's enough percentage of the stock leaves the selfing and goes to this other system, let's say centered, not self-centered, but centered, yeah? Now, when the interest is above 51% and it's on here, you're going to travel light consistently. Yeah? Because you won't be the seer, yeah? Because the observing begets an observer, but seeing doesn't beget a seer. There's just seeing, yeah? So, 
the noun never pops up. So here's the selfing, and then the selfing is finite. It's a process. It's happening in time. It runs out, and it, and usually when you get to that boundary, it feels like a pause. Yeah, that's where it runs out. There is no selfing in that pause. Yeah, that pause is eternity. Actually, we sometimes revert back into the selfing quickly, so we think the pause was a moment in time, but it's not of time. The pause is really an aspect of mind. Yeah, empty of what? Observer, empty of seer, empty of doer, empty of haver, empty of anything, conceptual thing, yeah, felt thing, thought thing, all of that. It's empty of it, and the mind. That pause when the selfing stops. This, even though it seems to go back into the selfing, the attention quickly. This reverberates. Because it doesn't, it has a vibration, not of time. When you get hit by this, it really reverberates in the whole mechanism of selfing. It loosens up a lot of the nuts and the bolts, and it starts creaking. It starts making weird sounds, and you start seeing it in a much more obvious light. That it's not what you. It's just a manufacturing, uh, a product line. That produces when listened to, not heard, but when listened to, it produces a sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And one of the aspects of that is an observer of other aspects of the mental process. But that observer is still the mental process, yeah, because it has a noun involved in it. There's not just observing. There's always an observer. I'm something that's observing. I am nothing that's seeing. I'm something that's observing. I am nothing that's seeing. I'm something that's observing. Yeah. So I know where the guy's at because it's incredibly painful. Because the whole point is not to be so clear in the observing of the shenanigans because it drives you fucking crazy. It makes you want to drink. It makes you want to do almost anything to get relief. From that, yeah, the observing isn't bringing any relief at all. It's all turning into self-knowledge, which is avails us nothing, and it's a drag. You write, give me a sleeping pill. Let, let me watch, you know, Gilligan's Island for the fiftieth time today. Anything just to blot all this out, yeah. But, but if if there can be a sense while that's arising that it's not you, because I talk to a lot of people, and if I listen to them a while. Sooner or later, there's the papa. There's I'm the one who's doing it. I'm the one who's feeling this. I'm the one who's seeing this. And there it is. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's all selfing. But as soon as it happens like this, as soon as the selfing goes like this, you become the beginning, beginning and the end. You're the alpha and the omega. All of it comes from seemingly from you or coming back at you. Yeah. Then you're taking this, all the selfing personally. Then you're taking all the thoughts about you personally, because they have a wall. The the ball can bounce back. It has a solid thing. It hits the idea of being you, and then it's in play all day. And you're trying to catch it, and don't let this out, or get this, and it's incredible agitation. Yeah, but if you're not that. 
then when the balls fly back, there's nothing that it catches. It's just activity. Yeah? It goes very loud as it passes the screen and then dies. It's like a sound when you when you're like if you're sitting and there's a runner running from afar, you can hear them. Or if it was my friend Deb, I could hear her from two miles away with her shoes. And then and then and suddenly they hit you and they're right behind you and then it just and you can bear, and then it goes away. It just diminishes, yes? Everything is coming and going. Everything. Everything is coming and going. Yeah. There's no more wall down. The ball doesn't bounce back. Yeah. And the thing is, every time the ball hits that, there's a remembering of you. The you gets remembered. The idea of being Jim or Paul or Deb, all those thoughts and ideas get remembered. That's what happens. That's why the self thing claims every activity. It uses the baseline of its usage of every activity is to remember you. Yeah? Because you need to be remembered. You don't have an existence as a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You're not a mental like spawn of the spirit and the body. You're not a me. So for it to appear to be so, it has to be remembered all the time. Because yeah? it doesn't have an existence or a reality of its own to stand. It's not its own light. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not its own energy source. It has to be fed all day. That's what selfing is about. Selfing is feeding the idea to be remembered of Paul. Every time something is claimed, this is my bottle. The bottle now now is used to point at who? Paul. The honor of it. A thought, every thought that's being sensed by seeing, consciousness is what's in contact with the thought. The mental process claims that thought with the my, and now the thought points back at who? You. And so every thought is used to remember you. Every feeling is used to remember you. Yeah? Every idea, every relationship is used to remember you. Everything that is preceded with my, as soon as my hits it, it doesn't have, it's just not this bottle, it's what it's inferring, the owner of the bottle. A thought is not a thought when it's my thought, it's now a pointer, yeah? It's constantly taking your attention and pointing it back to this phantom Paul. You never see the Paul, but it's just assumed to be there, yeah? Every action, I'm the doer, yeah, every thought, my feelings, life is happening, life's happening to me, yeah, that's a huge term, <clears throat> but they're all being used to point at a phantom, and when you take yourself to be that, when the mind falls for that, and it forgets its own nature of no thingness, and starts living as if it's this very fragile, very threatened, very terminal condition, it's going to do what? It, the mental process is going to react in kind. And it's just going to riff on your condition. All your needs and wants, everything, all like that. It's just like... It's just all these little nuggets that's just to keep the fire going. I love the accompaniment of the music. It's always perfectly, fits perfectly. Yes? 
Here's our mind walking down the aisle, going to be wed to self once again. Oh, let me tell you what's happening with me. Fuck that, I don't want to hear it, really. <laughs> don't you understand? I do, clearly. <laughs> That's why I don't want to hear it. If I listen to it, I'm going to be, I'm going to be giving, I'm going to be nodding. <laughs> My listening to it is going to be taken as a fact of its reality. Yeah. So you aren't here at all. The body is, the consciousness actually isn't, it can't be defined as a here, but the me that we take ourselves to be, this little mental product, isn't here at all. I've had some very traumatic situations, and when I had those accidents, there was no me there. The me was like Johnny come lately. It showed up because I got hit in the head on the bottom of the ocean twice, I got concussions, and it stopped the brain, which is producing the sense of self. It stopped it, and for a minute there, I saw this br- the brilliant light of what actually is. You know? And then what occurred is, it regrouped, it reboots. You know? As soon as it reboots, it immediately says, look at what happened to me. And you know what the first thing it first thing it t- said when it re- when it came back? How am I going to pay for the ambulance? <laughs> That's exactly what, it was immediately concerned. Yeah, not about the health of the body, but how am I going to fucking pay for it? Probably better if I just die here on the beach. I don't want to spend thirty thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yet a second before there was none of that. None. None. Suddenly its first appearance was immediately. What am I going to do? <laughs> and this isn't the first time, it's been a number of times. So the whole point of you trying to get really here, the you that you're feeling yourself to be isn't of here. It's of there and then. It's remembered. It's remembered by thinking of the future and it's remembered by thinking of the past. Yeah? Thoughts of the past and the thoughts of the future are claimed by the mental process called selfing, and they're used to remember Paul. Yeah? You think you only remember Paul in the past? Most of our remembering Paul is projection into a future. What's going to happen to me? Yeah? And our interest and attention, like, like uh, enslaved dogs, just yip after the heels of that little obsession all day. And of course it's going to produce what? Discomfort. To be under a constant stress of agitation, I mean as the baseline, be agitated, you're going to be, as soon as you wake up, you're going to be looking for relief. Yeah? And in a sense, that constant looking for relief could be framed as a form of slavery. Really. You're enslaved to the idea of gathering or getting comfort based on the fact that you seem to be really uncomfortable. We're not giving you a new way to get comfortable. We're just questioning who is it that's uncomfortable. If it isn't truly you, it may be totally okay for it to be uncomfortable. Yeah? Totally okay for it to be uncomfortable. Yeah? And then this discomfort shrinks 
and then the overriding sense of comfort expands, yeah? It still has its stories about the discomfort, but it's like surrounded with a, a like a, a field of comfort in a way, or of contentment, yeah? So like it says in recovery, there are no big deals, yes? You'll lose interest in yourself and your little plans and designs. Now, when have you had a little plan when you're obsessed with self? Every plan's been fucking pretty big. <laughs> Everything gets right-sized, yeah? Your mind expands. It's like we were talking about that boat. If you had a big shipment on a boat and all the weight was on the front, it would sink, yeah? Let's say if you're living here, seemingly in a body, with consciousness and with a mental process, and let's say the mental process had 70% of your interest and attention all day, maybe your body got 8%, and maybe the spirit got 1% or 2%, yes? There would be an imbalance, don't you think? That ship wouldn't be traveling lighter over the seas of life. It would be hitting rough, rough weather all the time and would always be in the fear of sinking or capsizing because it's distribution of weight, if you want to use weight to represent attention, the distribution of attention is way, way, way imbalanced, yeah? To be totally up into that porno theater of Paul, up there, with absolutely no regard for the body, like when you're using and doing drugs, so the body wasn't getting any fucking attention, basically, and then the spirit was totally forgotten, you were about 100% up in that, up the ass itself. How was it? How was it with all that attention up that ass of self? How was it? It was unbearable. I would do anything, pay any consequence tomorrow to, to feel not to feel uncomfortable now. That's how unbearable it was. Yeah? Because everything was up in there. Everything was in the, in the mental process. That's why people shoot themselves in the fucking head. They want relief from that. They want to turn off the K-Paul, but they don't see it as a knob on a, on a radio. They think it's done. See, that's the real root of the problem. It's identification as self. If you're identified as the problem, you cannot entertain freedom from it. You can't. Yeah? <clears throat> if you're identified as the problem, the mind identified as <clears throat> a self can entertain freedom but only as the self or for the self, yeah? It can't entertain freedom from the self, yeah? That's what drug use is. You're trying to get re relief from the self, yeah? Which it doesn't work. Because if it did, you'd need one shot, and that would have been it. But no, no, it's incessantly re-glomming on, like a barnacle on a rock, yeah? So, if the mind is identified as this long-lasting, independent, separate entity, and it's entertaining peace, it's entertaining to get peace as that long-lasting, independent, separate entity. What I'm saying is the identification as that long-lasting, independent, separate entity is what's producing the lack of peace. Yeah? What's producing the lack of peace isn't going to find peace. Yeah? There's just got to be a telling of the truth about the, proce the process that's producing the lack of peace, and then you may find peace. Not like something far away that you as the self could travel, but you may find it in a moment, in a, not in a, 
in a timeless moment, you'll realize it was always available at all times. And now you have the ability to enjoy it. Because self cannot enjoy peace because once it thinks it has it, it's worried that it's going to lose it. Just like everything else. Everything else it believes that it got, it's going to entertain it can lose immediately. Immediately. And you cannot separate the dualistic uh, expression of conditional mind. You can't just believe you're the achiever of something and then just sit back and really enjoy it. Because if you think you're the achiever of it, you've got to keep achieving it. You gotta keep working at it, working at it, working at it, working at it. That's not peace, is it? So maybe get the diagnosis correct. Maybe it is an obsession with self. Maybe it isn't the lack of truth in your life. Maybe it isn't all these things that we try to name it. Maybe it's just we're identified as something we're not. Yeah. We're identified as something we're not. In other words, we're taking ourselves to be something. And so when we speak, we believe we're speaking from there, right? When something happens to us, we believe that's what it happens to. That's the feeling of being a self. That's called being identified, yes? So this mental idea is now the claimer of our life, and it's the haver of our experience, and it's the observer of our daily activities, and it's the critiquer and the judge and all like this, yes? And I find that if you're engaged in that, your interest and attention is very keen on that and everything about that, right? But if you're not that, your interest and attention may leave it. Yeah? You may get, you may lose interest in that. Just like it says you'll lose interest in yourself, you will. You will lose interest in the self. You will lose interest in it. When you lose interest in it, it doesn't mean you have less interest. It means the interest has been relieved of that object, and now it's moving somewhere else. And maybe where the interest moves to will start enriching your life, just like the attention now is producing so much suffering. The same attention, freed, may be be, uh, what will enrich your life. Your attention will be flexible and free to go where it's where it's invited to go. Not as Paul, yeah, but as attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you won't believe how great it is when you're absent. Seriously. <laughs> the problem is we want to be there when it gets good. That's the, one of the last things that got to surrender. You're not going to be there when it gets good. It's the absence of you. <laughs> really. It really is. You know, All those thoughts about how great it's going to be when you arrive, that's all gone. Because it, when you arrive, you know, it's just... <laughs> you're the big, biggest influence to wherever you arrive. Just like in physics, they say. you know, The biggest influence of every experiment is the observer of it. So you and I are given everything the meaning it has. And if self is giving the meaning to things, man, Jesus. So all these years, you know, I, I heard this, info, you know, this information, I guess, I don't know when. And like that guy said in his, his uh, email, at first, it actually provoked a lot of uh, 
of suffering in a sense, because I started seeing clearly the facade of selfing. And when there was an identification with that, it was very, very uh, dis- disappointing and depressing, really, to see that I'm never going to be special. Like when the mothership lands, I'm not getting on it. You know what I mean? It was very disappointing in a deep level. (laughs) But it had been beaten so much, it wasn't that difficult to let go. (laughs) I didn't have much. I didn't really have much of an identification going on. You know. There was absolutely no evidence that there was any possibility of me being special whatsoever. (laughs) So maybe it was an easy transition. But for me, I don't know how to explain it, but from that position of being observer, my mind shifted to seeing. And I got the relief from the bondage of self. That's all that happened. I can't, if I could tell you something that provoked that, I would. But in my humble experience, I don't see it as anything that was produced. Maybe there was enough tension over and over that the spring had sprung finally, and then something popped and it went on this side, and then all of it didn't come back. Some of it stayed there, and that all that little that little bit of there leavened my whole experience with the self. You know, I started to travel lighter on a consistent basis for years now. And uh, it didn't change the geography of my life, but it allowed, it allows me to travel lighter over it. Yes. And um, I would say it would fit the definition of solution, you know, to me. Where the problem doesn't exist for you anymore, like it says in AA. But in this case, it's even deeper. It's the problem doesn't exist as you. So, this, it's not an experience I have that the problem doesn't exist for me. It's a state that's, that's been produced, and it's been pretty reliable and constant for years now. Yeah? And, uh, and I would say the real basis, the real being established in that solution is when it doesn't exist as you the problem. When you realize you're not that. Yeah. Not that you learn how to deal with you're obsessing over it because it's not you obsessing over it. There's not any you prior to everything else. There's just everything else. Yeah? You don't pop up. There's never going to be authentic Paul, no matter how far line you go to. First of all, it's finite. You can't go. It's not selfing. It's not infinite. It's finite. No matter how far you go, there's not going to be a you popped up. That's my humble take on it. I had enough free samples of it, and I don't. It expanded into a principle. I don't need any more downloads, so they could come. That I would have this experience quite a lot. Things would be going on, and then I'd get a new light about it. Yeah. So almost like the lens went like this, and I saw a lot more. Things got clearer. Yeah. You can see things in relationship with space when everything is claustrophobic. You can't make out what's happening, but when there's space injected into it, you see more, yeah? So there I was in this tunnel vision of selfing with this idea that there was there was a, an opaque me there, and so me was seen, yeah? This is a form of looking called self-centeredness. The me is what's seeing is a form of looking. 
And that form of looking is the form of blindness to the scene. Yeah. So here I was, and so I heard some messages, and then suddenly my mind would open up. And then I realized, geez, I was, doing, I was under this delusion where I was seeing mental states arise, but I thought it was me, a true, authentic me, seeing the mental states. Then I realized this was a mental state, just viewing other mental states. So I was in that observer and the observing, yeah? So, whoa, jeez, that shook me up pretty good. And then I had about eight or nine more samples of that, where I'd get comfortable in a position, thinking, oh, this is, you know, sort of like the real me, and I'm seeing, seeing. And suddenly, the lens, because when the lens opens up, it, it's, it doesn't go like this, it goes... And more of you is seen on this side of the lens... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all of you is seen on this side of the lens. <laughs> so when that happened about seven or eight times, it was like a done deal. I got the principle of it. There's never going to be a me that's behind the camera. <laughs> There's just seeing. Yeah. <laughs> now, that can be really quite uh, relieving because there is a certain stress of selfing it's constantly agitated. It can't find fulfillment because it can't be what it's thinking itself to be. It can't be a body. It can't be a mental process. It can, it's, it's consciousness, yeah? And that's like the fucking glue in its works. It can't fucking get out of that. No matter what it builds, this one sticking point is there that there's always seeing. The seeing seems to be the... Con- is. The seeing doesn't seem to be preceded by anything else, yeah? And then if you can get, well, what would be the most reliable thing in the world? It would be, for me, a no thing, actually. But let's say the most reliable thing would be the one that is most constant, I'd say, yeah? And in your own experience, you can find that the most constant uh, aspect of every experience is the seeing of it, yeah? That's how the selfing gets a, a pseudo-continuity or constancy by claiming to be the one who's seen. But it's the seeing that's constant, not the selfing. Yeah? The body isn't constant either. It's always in flux. But the seeing is, is constant. Yeah? And you're not behind the seeing. There isn't a special you that's seen. The special you is looking. The feeling of a special you is when seeing has been bastardized into a form of looking called self-centeredness. Then it is truly all about you in the realm of looking. But in seeing, there is no you. But in the realm of looking, it's all about the you. Yeah? So there's like the mental realm, and then there's another place. It's not a place, but let's say an aspect. One you would call self-centered, the other, let's say, centered. And you have the ability, not you, but the mind that is manifesting here has the ability to reflect either. It can reflect selfing, get obsessed with selfing, be interested only in things and in time like that, but it also, its ability to reflect isn't defined by a direction. It's, it's like a two-sided mirror. It can also reflect seeing. So your mind can reflect the seeing that precedes it. <clears throat> the effects of this side of the mirror is going to leak into this side of the mirror. Like Jesus says, you're in this world, this side of the mirror, but you're not of this world. 
So this is the ofness, and when the mind reflects that, that's, this has a big influence in the inness. Yeah, it's a two-way mirror. What's being reflected goes this way. Yeah, what happens now? What's being reflected stops here. It stops at me. Yeah, Paul is like the mitt that's always raised. I'm the one who did it. It's happening to me. I thought it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. The, what's happening, the loop can't be connected. Yeah? But if, it, if there isn't a you, if the mitt gets put down, that goes back in here, comes back with some of that, and you travel fucking lighter. Because you have a very strong hit. Yeah, I'm in this, and I'm more in it than ever, because I'm awake, but I'm not of it. So if you want to start with one thing, just look at the word my. Apply it to the thought system. Just apply it, just for one day. Look at the thoughts, yeah? And then try to, and then feel the sense that what, what arises when those thoughts are seen, the feeling. The feeling is like a sense of clinging, yeah? I'm going to tell you how I, I see it. So there's the thoughts, you're seeing the thoughts, yeah? While there's a seeing of thought, something gets produced, a feeling, a, a vague sense of being the one who's having the thoughts. Yeah? So that's also a thought, but we don't hold it as a thought. We believe it's us. Yeah? So there's a feeling and a thought that I'm the one who's having these thoughts. Or sometimes it's switched and I'm the one that the thoughts are about. Yeah? So sometimes the thoughts are coming and they're, they're harbingers of ill will around this. And oh, I'm worried. Or sometimes I'm sitting there thinking about someone and I'm feeling like I'm the one who's doing the thinking. Yeah? That's a mind. Yeah? So the thought now, tons of thoughts are being seen, but now the thoughts are all being held as yours. Yeah? As soon as they're yours, they get heavier. <laughs> I mean, unbelievably heavier. And. You may not know it, but you're carrying a lot of weight during the day. You really are. A lot of weight. You can't, there's no scale to weigh it because it's not, it's not of material things. It's a subtler form of thing, thoughts and feelings. But the weight is, is produced or, or given over to that thought or feeling by the mind. The my feeling. So let's say a feeling arises and the mind makes up an idea of what it is. Oh, that's, uh, regret. And then then there's the feeling of the one who's regretting. And then the feeling of the one who's regretting is, I shouldn't I shouldn't need to regret. And on and on. Yeah, the selfing and all happens is you get remembered every time. More and more remembering of you. That's called the bondage of self. Yeah. Happens every day. It's an activity. So if you could just take like if, an easier way is for me when I came in AA, the difference between my thoughts and an alcoholic thought were huge. Because I realized, hey, an alcoholic thought I travel better with than a my thought. You know, If it's my thought, it produces a lot of guilt and shame and everything like that. If it's an alcoholic thought and they tell me, hey, this is a disease and I was powerless over it, well, I can travel better with that. I can. Yeah? That's what happened with me. First, everything was taken as my thought. Then a large aspect of my thinking process was seen to be alcoholic. 
Yeah? So to me, it was like uh, a foreign installment that many people have. And I listen to people share, and it was amazing how many people had my thoughts and my feelings at AD. You know what I mean? So it hit me, how could they be mine? Ah, they're alcoholic. That gave me some fucking space. Oh, Jesus, I feel a lot better. You know, recognizing these thoughts as alcoholic, this, you know, it's a disease, and I get that. And so the guilt and shame couldn't flourish in that Petri dish anymore. Yeah? Then it went back farther than that. Well, listen, let's look at all the thoughts that are arising. What's accompanying all the arising of the thoughts? The feeling that I'm the one who's having them. So let's forget about the thoughts and let's look at the one who's having them. Is there anyone there? You know what I mean? How could I, Paul, come up with that thought? (laughs) Or does the thought come up with Paul? (laughs) Because some of these thoughts are pretty fucking amazing. How did I get, how could I get that? I know. (laughs) So, all right, so the mind started to weaken. As soon as the mind weakened, that bridge from my conditioning to the thoughts that I was in contact with through consciousness. I was not in contact with through me, but through consciousness, I was brought into contact with thoughts and that bridge that allowed all these conditional ideas, all these old ideas, all these beliefs, all the environmental conditioning and the DNA conditioning to travel over to that thought and inject it with a lot of meaning, that bridge was mine. Yeah. Once that bridge was removed, then I could see another thing. I'm giving everything all the fucking meaning it has. That thought isn't bringing me the meaning. I'm giving it the meaning it has. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about responsibility. You're moving down the path of responsibility. You're actually seeing that you're, big, you're playing a huge role here. Not as you. That's a character. But as mind. Yeah? That you're given everything the meaning it has. You are given through this this apparatus, through this interface, mind is giving meaning to everything that's arising. Yeah. You're dreaming this place. Jesus Christ. Where's the victimhood gonna go? Bye bye. Yes? Where's the blame gonna go? Bye bye. Yeah, there's no work. You realize. Your mind realizes things. Yeah? Once it realizes things, it's done with it. It can become convinced. It's not believing with certainty. Yeah? If these aren't mine, (laughs) where's all the guilt and shame going to rest if I'm not the doer of all these thoughts or of all these behaviors that I did, seemingly, yeah? Where's all the guilt and shame going to rest if I'm not the personal doer, if I'm not the personal thinker, if I'm not the personal habit? Where are they going to rest? They're not, yeah? They're going to be flying around trying to land, yet there'll be nurse, no surface they can land on. You will be in, you have an immunity to it, yes? Like in Course in Miracles says, your attack thoughts, let's say your attack thoughts, you should be fucking guilty, shameful, this and that. All those attack thoughts are attacking your vulnerability. So here it is, what we are. The attack thoughts come, there's nothing for it to grab onto. Yes? You have immunity. You're freed from the bondage of self. Not tomorrow or next year, but now. As you're living, yeah? 
where the rubber hits the road. You're having a much more easeful and comfortable Wednesday night. I mean, what more do you want? Shit, that's a good place to start. <laughs> so just start with the mind, check it out. What's the difference? You used to do it all the time. Put relationship down here, money, health. Yeah, they all have meaning, right? So we're going to add one little word my money. It changes a lot, doesn't it? My health, fucking unbelievable. My relationships, tons of stories. Yeah. Can you hear Max? One ways and then one ways. Yeah. You don't see that you're traveling here? Have you ever traveled? Isn't it well when you travel light? You have about eight bags with you all day. It's a fucking drag. A lot of guest house won't even take you. You got to keep taking cabs because you can't walk around. You got these eight bags, everything. And your whole day is based around fitting yourself around this huge amount of baggage. You know, all freaking day. And just because everyone else is doing it, you're oblivious to the fact of how heavy you're traveling. Yeah? But I'll tell you, when there's relief, you will realize how heavy it was. Yeah? By its absence. And you'll be so fucking grateful for what you have. And if it calls on you just to go to an AA meeting and help someone else, you're more than happy to. Because I'll tell you, the peace of mind is worth honoring. In whatever demonstration is needed, you know, be it an action or felt something or whatever. But that peace of mind is worth honoring. It's more valuable than anything I ever copped out there. And the certainty will just grow. Yeah. You become clearer and clearer. It's not you become clearer and clearer. The mind just gets stubbornly clear. So you hear the music. The solution that may never have come up for you shows up. And then, bing, it hits. And then another one, bing, and then it leads. That note leads to a whole symphony. Yeah, you start, things start happening. You start sensing something. Yeah? And then all those mental dreams you had about being free come true, but not in the way you thought they were going to be. You're not pictured on a cliff with the wind blowing through you with, you know, nubile women loving and adoring your blissful gaze. It's sort of like you're left alone a lot. <laughs> it's just, it's much different than you thought. It was a bad career choice, I'll tell you, that's one thing. <laughs> because to be honest with the message, you know, you have to come up with your obsoleteness. Uh, my whole job has become obsolete, really. That's my job. So that's the seat assignment. So it's not a real great career option. 
I used to try to put in selling shirts and everything. Now I've given that up to the going to come here and... <laughs> so, <laughs> there you have it, man. I hope you both enjoy it. And there's the Zen Bitch Slap. There's tons of talks there. And it helpful. Repetition, you know, repetitions are poison here. That's what happens here. That's how people's minds get manipulated, is by repeating things. People repeat a lie long enough, it's taken to be so. And it's taken to be your truth, which is really fucked. Because it's a manufactured false truth that you become beholden to. This is happening all day. So this way we're using a poison as an antidote by repetition. And it's just fun to enjoy the space of satsang, I think. I think it's healthy. I think it's nourishing for people. Because you're not going to be fed out there that much. Yeah. It's engaged in a lot of different things out there. It's hard to find a place you can really rest and get nourished. So. <laughs> Rob's coming a long time. The dry dock and everything. I saw his face when he sort of got it, and he has that same look. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. You know, I love seeing it happen for people. Just the light going on, or just coming out, it's already on. Yeah. I have total faith in mine. Total faith in it. All is mine, really. I don't mean the conditional mind, but all is mine. So, any any questions tonight on our final engagement for August? Put your eye on me.